Hey, everybody. This is Jason uh, welcoming you to the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Uh, I am going to be celebrating the holiday season. So what I wanted to do uh, was repost an episode that I uh, posted in uh, around September of this year on my YouTube channel, Shelf Stories. So please go ahead, uh, check out the description. There's a link for Shelf Stories if you want to see the video of this episode, which appeared a couple of months ago. Uh, but here it is in podcast form. I hope you enjoy. Happy holidays, everybody. Hello, and welcome to the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, Jason Perez is here to entertain you with some more Shelf Stories. Yo, my peoples, what's up? Welcome back to Shelf Stories, a channel that tells tales from games, books, and life. I am your host, Jason. Thank you so, so much for stopping by to this friend with our chat with friends segment. I've done a couple of these so far and I plan on doing many, many more. I'm resurrecting the spirit of my old Every Night is Game Night podcast with conversations with really, really cool people from around the gaming verse. Today, I am so privileged to have two women. Uh, they are YouTubers. They are from the Thinker Themer YouTube channel, which is a new YouTube, new YouTube channel, playthroughs, Kickstarter segments, um, reflections. I'm hoping that Maggie in particular starts to open up that mental health brain of hers and explore some of that space, just like we do on Shelf Help. Uh, we'll get into that in a second. But without further ado, I would am so happy to welcome Amy and Maggie from the Thinker Themer YouTube channel. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much, Jason. So happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited. We met a couple of weeks ago in a, um, a big Zoom chat with lots of content creators. And I felt like, you know, we hit it off straight away. So, so happy to yeah. join you on your channel. It was, it's funny. So I mentioned my old podcast, um, Every Night's Game Night. I used to have a co-host, Anthony Chatfield, who was my thinker. And <laughs> we would read... <laughs> Like we would really go back and forth. So like I would just kind of do my thing and I'm uh, doing all, uh, I'm bombastic and everything. And, and Anthony just sitting there going, yeah, it's really yeah, yeah. It's good. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so like when I saw the vibe that you had, like I didn't even know what the concept was. I kind of just got it off of the, the vibe. Cause like, you know, you were like, oh, this and, and uh, Amy's just sitting there <laughs> thinking about everything that's being said. <laughs> So, I mean, beautiful vibe. I just really, just really resonated. So I had to reach out and I'm glad that we were make yeah. this happen, even though we are 14 hours apart. Yes. Uh, I am yes. in uh, Connecticut, USA, and you are in? Melbourne, Australia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In the future on Saturday morning. Mm. I'm doing this on Friday night. So it's not as, not very, actually, um, the last time I talked, I did talk to somebody in Australia. There's a, um, the guy who designed a game called Black Sonata. Do you know? Oh, what? yeah. Yeah, I know. I haven't played it. I mean, yeah. Do you know, he, he lives near you. Oh, uh, John, John Keen or something like that. I didn't mean that he lived like right there. <laughs> um, but I, I did a, I did a podcast cause he won the solitaire game, like the BGG kind of vote game. So I've had him on and I had somebody in Arizona on and I had somebody, I think in England on. So it was like England, Australia, here, Vegas. It was a mess, but we did it. <laughs> so yeah. Board gamers where we want something to happen. Gosh, darn it. We're making it happen. Yeah, mm -hmm. love it. All right. So um, I wanted to invite you on. I didn't have a too huge an agenda uh, just to uh, get to know you. I mean, I feel like this is the beginning yeah. of something, especially, you know, with the shelf help stuff and like, you know, helping, you know, we help each other, you know, grow our channels and everything mm -hmm. and the big Zooms calls. So who knows what's going to happen? But for now, yeah. um, 
let's just introduce yourselves. You know, you have a perspective. We're going to talk about a lot more of that perspective as we get into it. But just, you know, on the face of it, you're thinker themer. So let's yeah. talk about thinker themer, how you guys approach gaming. Well, the concept of our channel is thinker themers. Amy is actually the thinker. This is how we actually approach games in our daily life. Like we're a real life couple. Um, and then whenever we play, she's the one that focuses on the mechanics and that's what she loves and that's what she lives for and all the intricacies of how things work and play together. And I just love losing myself in the theme and the story and how much does this game make me feel like I'm living in that world that it's trying to create. So that's it. Yeah, that's, that's essentially how we yeah, approach things. And yeah. it can be and life as well. And like, life, yeah. You know, she's the creative, the musician of the two of us. And I'm, I'm an analyst, very much nerdy, pursuit spreadsheets. <laughs> so um, I think we bring that to gaming and often yeah. means that we have very different perspectives mm. of, on games sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, we, okay, so full disclosure, you, uh, YouTube listeners, this is our second time. So we're like trying to figure out what we said and what was recorded and all that. Um, but I do remember you guys mentioning uh, Heaven and Ale. Yes. Uh, and <laughs> playing Heaven and Ale. And it is a, I mean, it's, it's one of those games that has, like I distinguish theme and setting. So mm-hmm. like it has a cool setting. Like it's set mm-hmm. in a yeah. bar and it's set yeah, in, it's you know, uh, but the theme is zero. And so that'd be an example of a game that like in terms of, you know, because I know you guys played more Euros and anything, you know, Mm -hmm. a game that can like take a themer like the two of us, Maggie, and just like. (laughs) Yeah, and it's exactly right. Like, I I love that distinction where when I saw what the theme was meant to be, I was so excited about it. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to delve into this world. But then the actual way when you play it, it's like this, this could be anything it doesn't it's got some of the elements but none of the actual interactivity of like learning how you would create like brew um, the best ale right. and in mm-hmm. a monastery like, none of that like it's just it's sort of like it pasted on well, we, we actually yeah. we did a review we we're working on a review for that game yeah. and we argued so much because so i was much. like yeah there's enough theme there's like these little cubes they're ingredients and you right. get them all to the end of the line. She's like, what's the line? I'm like, I don't know. And then she's like, why is there a shady side? Why do you make money on the shady side? Right. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so it works for me. Yeah. So, so it's one of those, and I said, I have a love hate relationship with it because it's like, I love the concept of it so much. And I, I find it like it actually hurts when I'm playing. Cause it's like, Oh, thematic logic out of it it's just math essentially Mm. yeah it's pretty math it's very gussied up math (laughs) yeah yeah um speaking of pretty um so i have so i was watching your channel and i I have two games that stuck out of me you've done a bunch like you've done tapestry you've done not tapestry um pendulum and a couple of others but there's two i wanted to ask you about one i have not played and one i have so i wanted to definitely cover it for our audience um one of the big hotness games of this year is Mariposas. Yeah. Um, and so maybe tell the gamers, uh, the viewers a little bit about that game and what you thought and whether we should pick it up or not. He pronounces it the right way. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm the Latina. So, so she, she she's like, oh, you should do the introduction for this one so you can say Mariposas properly. That's and it. then we gave it an Australian nickname. Yeah. We call it Mazapaza. In Australia would be Mazapaza. <laughs> When Busy. we reviewed um, Teotihuacan, uh, 
so that oh please i i'm all over it if it's if it's anything latino mexicano i am i have to know i have to do it because like my my co-host anthony was well he is whiter than white than is white and like <laughs> the first time he said it because we it was a it was a preview podcast and the first time like because i did i had no idea it's a euro so whatever so the first time he's like techno chocolate <laughs> techno chocolate land and i'm like what what is going on <laughs> did you do you mean teotihuacan and he's like uh that one <laughs> so, <laughs> i sat him down and i made him just go over the pronunciation so it would not be a complete disaster oh, now it's man, pretty yeah. good uh yeah. anthony uh he is actually a co-host on the board gamers anonymous podcast and that's been running for eight years uh, and they yeah. are now doing a live podcast i'm doing a an, an um a commercial for a completely different podcast i don't care it's fine um <laughs> You guys, do you guys play board game arena? The online? Yes. So yeah. they do the, they do the, the, the live stream every week. Oh, they they yeah, feature okay. a different game. That's so that, mm-hmm. so that Anthony. So mm-hmm. picture him saying techno chocolate land. I always just be like, Maggie, you say, it. yeah. Every time we had to say the name, she would be like, you know, Maggie. Um, but anyways, going back to Mariposas. Going um, back to Mariposas. One of the things that um, I loved about it is, and it's everything, like she always, like Elizabeth always does amazing theme integration into the games. Yeah. And they're so rich with, they're also so educational. And so, um, yeah, and everything about it, like the migration and how you're discovering things along the way. And, what exactly like, is it? Like, what are you, what are you doing? Because uh, I actually, I don't uh, know a lot about the game at all. Yeah, yeah. So in, in Mariposas, you are mimicking the migration of the monarch butterflies that go from Michoacan and from, from Mexico all the way up through the uh, eastern North America and back. And they do that in about a year, but no single butterfly makes a full round trip. So along okay. the way, they're reproducing and then it's, it's the offspring, essentially, that makes it back. So, and that's what you're doing. So the board is replicating the, the travel, the migration, and you're going from city to city and you're, you're, you're hatching uh, new butterflies and leveling up the, the butterflies so that then eventually they can come back. And there's points and ways to access that um, along the way. Yeah, mm-hmm. from a mechanics perspective, it's basic set collection. You're uh, along there the way. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I'm like, where's there the mechanism? Is. Amy, type in, yes, set collection, yeah. I knew it. Sorry, just more. <laughs> Make it boring for you both. Um, <laughs> even for the people that are into mechanics, that's right. You're right. picking up flowers, and you need flowers to be able to, um, you know, give birth to the more higher yeah. powered um, butterflies. And then um, you're also collecting cards as well along the way at certain cities, and that's a set collection that opens up different end of game bonuses. So mm. it's fairly um, light, very light. Yes, um, mm. and and it's. A lot of people obviously are comparing it to Wingspan, which we really enjoy. And Wingspan, there's because there's that engine building level mm-hmm. to it, it, it's actually a little bit more meaty for a heavier yeah, player. So it's that a, was a, one of my favorites. Yeah. I can't believe that it won Best Family Game of the Year and Best Strategy Game of the Year. It's like, ah. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's so elegant, people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, but it's so elegant and it's simple. And it's still, it's crunchy enough. I, I still can't crack it. Um, and, but I really enjoy it every time I play it. So, Mariposas. Yeah. But my, no, I was talking about Wingspan. With Mariposas, it's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful game and a beautiful gaming experience. But because it doesn't have that next layer, it's a bit simple. So for a heavier okay. gamer, we probably wouldn't be 
bringing it out to the table that often. Yeah. yeah. It also suffers in a two player account actually. Yes. Um, yeah. Because you need to, the, some of the set collection is hidden until you reveal it. And it, when there's only two players, you're not revealing enough of those things to then know where you need to go to finish mm. your set. Yeah. So um, I think it would be much better at a higher player yeah. account. I yeah. suspect. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but I recommend. Yeah, I recommend for like light gamers or for, you know, if you're trying, like I could imagine playing it with my mom who would, you yeah. know, not really into board games, but it's simple enough that I could teach her and she would love the flowers mm. and it's such a beautiful board. Yeah. That, yeah. Mm -hmm. And from an education point of view, there's a lot of obviously teaching of, of helping the habitat or, or the, the ecosystem of these butterflies because they're, they're kind of approaching a level of endangerment and all that. So, so that's quite nice as another component of it. Yeah. Um, have you guys heard of herbaceous and herbaceous sprouts? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And okay. there's a other coming soon. Yeah. I haven't played it next week. week. Have you played it? No, I haven't. No, no. Uh, herbaceous sprouts. Yeah. So the second played, yeah. one, the second one, it sounds like, cause like herbaceous was like a simple card game. And then herbaceous sprouts mm -hmm. was like the board game that I can play with my mom. Like, right. um, Ido did the playthrough for the Kickstarter with his mom. Mm -hmm as yeah, to make the okay. point that no. this is a family game that you can teach mom. So oh, Mariposas is, is, is in that realm is what that's you're saying. That's exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That would be where we would put it. Yeah. Set collection and monarch butterflies and <laughs> whatever kind of butterflies. Yeah. Uh, uh, hopefully that is enough to whet your appetite and uh, you can go ahead and learn more. Um, the, the other game that I want to ask you about, and this is one I have played and I really, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I haven't talked about this yet. Uh, I am doing a video for this one on the Dice Tower in a couple of weeks, but I saw it on your channel. And I really want to ask you, thinker and themer, because I think this game does a really good job of integrating both, is Obsession. No. Mm. Yeah, we love Obsession. Obsession yeah. with the upstairs, downstairs expansion. Uh, so Obsession, we've talked about. Yeah. I, I liked Obsession. Right. The expansion came out. So just a, a very simple, like it's, a, it's an, another engine building type-ish game. Right there it is. Yeah. <laughs> right on hand. There you go. Yeah. Um, it's one of my are, favorite it's probably my favorite game at the moment. Of, really? Like, the whole wow. Yeah, yeah, from all wow. of our world quarantine. This, actually, yeah, I might be your call for 2020, yeah. I think. It, it was the second edition. It was a themer's dream come true. Like, the right. theme integration okay. just so beautiful. So, yeah. <laughs> so very simple mechanism-wise, it is a game where you are – it's a it's a resource management game, right? And you have different types of resources. So you have your your servants, and the servants have to you know they're little meeples, and you have to use your servants in order to play certain cards uh, along with certain tiles. So like you have tile resources, card resources, and meeple resources, and they they kind of crisscross, right? So you, so mm -hmm. in that game, you have to like play your cards and play your meeples in a way that maximizes the tile that you play. So yeah. that's very thinker. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> the theme is the servants are running around and serving the uh, the cards, which are the 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 you know the gentry that okay. are visiting, and the tiles are yeah. like they're the events that you play. So like you are having the best events, and mm -hmm. so like you're hosting bigger and better events. You're bringing more and more people in. You're having more and more servants flow in, and you can definitely get into the headspace. I'm, I'm huge on headspace in gaming, in, in in both ways. But like, okay, we have little dinky events. We have the village fair. We have all these little things, mm -hmm. and now we're hosting, you know, like big smoking room with 10, 17 people in here uh, and where they're bringing in the money and they're bringing in reputation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I could go on about it, but like, um, tell me a little bit more about why it's your game of the year. Well, for me, it's just 
it just did such a beautiful job of making me feel in that world to the point where even for the thinker, like you were saying, and she hates anything that's like a period piece or really? period, like everything that still got into this i don't know it's just not my thing yeah um but yeah she gets into like the accent oh we're having an afternoon tea and we're going to the library (laughs) she gets into it it's true Um, which is and and i just think and like i had to go back and watch pride and prejudice because it was like i was just so immersed in it that Mm -hmm. i was like i need to go back i did um because you do feel like that gossipy um feel and and the reputation and you know all that orchestrating what guests you're going to use and this one gives you money but you know that i love the american heiress who brings in money but the reputation's not so yeah, good is, so is it kind of a dirt bag you don't want them around yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, but it's so you kind of have mm-hmm. so i just love how the, the level of detail that went into every character and for every one of those cards mm-hmm. where as i mentioned in the review like to the point where amy would do something it's like oh this allows me to get rid of two guests i'm like oh why it's like oh because it says so. i'm like no no why because there's actually an explanation of why this character um you know they're unsavory so guests literally want to leave your party so it's like that is just beautiful like everything just makes sense it tells a whole right. story. Yeah. yeah, you could tell that it was a real passion project oh, by um, Dan Halligan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. um, actually, what I thought was interesting about this game is that I struggled so much to learn it. Um, and yes. usually, yes, yeah, usually yeah. I go but through I the rule book. Usually, most of the time, I do the teach because you know I'm so into the mechanics. Um, and this time, we both read the rule book, and I just could not mm-hmm. wrap my head around it because it was so laden with story and the reasons why you were doing everything. And I was just like, I don't care why. I just need to know what I need to do. And it took, like, Maggie thrashed me in the Ooh, first few games. I hadn't even read the rule book yet. At that point, she read the rule book. She taught the game to me. And I'm like, this makes perfect thematic sense. And, like, from game one, I was like, yep, I need more sermons. I need to do this. I need to, like, mm-hmm. I was on... You know, I was in downtown Abbey. I was like getting things done. <laughs> and, and Amy's like, what is happening? What, is happening? what do I need to? I'm like, just yeah. like get into the feel of it. If you are running that household and you're mm-hmm. trying to get that reputation and attract the fair child, you know, eligible um, young uh, men and women, mm-hmm. what would mm-hmm. I have to do? Like, there you go. Right. You're rewarded for the real life scenario. I had the exact same issue relearning it. Like I, I don't, I learned it. What it was it? I think I was taught at PAX, like because you know the, okay, he was there. Yeah. Like Dan was just there, like just yeah. mm-hmm. play my games. Like, oh, I'll play your game. Yeah. So you know, got a review copy and you know covered it in a podcast and everything, and then like you know put it away because the second edition was coming out. So the second edition comes in and the upstairs downstairs expansion, which by the way is basically more servants. That's what it is, more servants, yeah. and they're oh, like you know that's that's what you get, and the, and some scenarios. Um. So there is you know there's this the. The expansion adds a lot, and I think this uh, a, a player is going to want the expansion eventually. But you don't need it; it's like more, right? It doesn't like change yeah. the game too much. Yeah, just to kind yeah. of wrap it up. Yeah. So then, yeah. uh, so then the, the the second edition comes in, and everything comes in, and I wanted to relearn the game, and it's like, <laughs> what's happening? Because there, the the it's seven phases, right? Mm-hmm. And like each phase has its own little like things going on. And then mm-hmm. each phase can kind of have an exception. So like you have a tile that manipulates this phase and you have a card that manipulates uh-huh. that phase. And then if you get a butler, the butler operates during this phase, but not during that phase. So like the fact that the, the turn order is like broken up like that, I yeah. think creates a mental learning barrier that doesn't quite really need to be there. I, I was yeah. hoping that like, you know, there was a, um, like a, a little bit, whatever, it's kind of smooth that out a little bit. I'm not really sure if, yeah. they, if that was possible, but I think that's what, you mean by like it was hard to learn 
Yeah, it was yeah. a bit fiddly. I found it fiddly to begin with. And I think it is, there were probably too many different stages and mm. you're trying to, you know, and there's lots going on because between your cards and the, like you said, all the different resource management um, element. But, and also I think that the rule book was missing like a one page summary, which now right. I know <laughs> some users have designed that and it's yeah. on BGG now. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was kind of like, but how does this all play out? <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And I think like because of that, it, it leads to my maybe, and it, like, it's my biggest criticism. I don't like, I kind of don't call it like a criticism because if you learn to play, it's not a problem, but like mm-hmm. you can get smoked, like annihilated right. in this game. Yeah. It's, it reminds me of Rage for the Galaxy in that the things have to come together. Like you have to realize how they come together. So like if you hit your national holiday, but you don't have the big reputation tile to play during national yeah. holiday, which is like, you can play anything, no reputation yeah. uh-huh. thing, whatever. So like, if you hit that holiday, and you're not ready for it. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. like, you know, if you are like set certain things up, but you didn't, you don't, you're like a, a hundred pound short, then it's like, wah, wah. so there's a yeah. lot of ways <laughs> that you can just like, <clears throat> and yeah. you, your score is like half of what it could have been. Yeah, Where absolutely. in other games, like I said, I have it in L, you know, those point spreads aren't huge. Like you can kind of like mm-hmm. keep pace as long as you're not like, you know, terrible. In this game, like you can really kind of get broken. And that can yeah. be a really frustrating experience. So I think that's yeah, probably so what happened steep, to Amy. Yeah. yeah. Steep, steep learning curve, I would say, on this game. Um, and it wasn't until I really embraced the theme that it started to all come yeah. together for me. And, you know, I'm not usually one to do that or need to do that. But in this game, I think you really need to understand what you're trying to achieve in that bigger picture and building up your, mm. um, your family estate. And yeah. the, hand, the hand management is particularly tricky. Mm. Um, thinking, you know, three or four steps ahead is not as easy as it is even in the Euro, other Euro games that mm. we play, I think. I find it so interesting now because, like, now I'm kind of going, why did I find it so easy? And maybe it's because I've watched, I've rewatched Pride and Prejudice, like, kid you not, at least 30 times. Like, it was one of those, like, back in the day, like, that DVD just, like, played until it just could not play anymore. And I, and it was just such a known world to me, the whole, like, mm, matchmaking okay. and, you know, and that era and the, oh, he makes 20,000 a year. And, like, they were st- so it was like, it was like a duck to water. So that was, yeah, so I didn't actually have that. That mm-hmm. barrier, barrier the, um, which is nice because I often do have that barrier. So it was like a nice relief to like have a game. Oh my god, that's why me. this game is the best because I'm not suck at it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> suck at it. <laughs> so I guess yeah, it sort of it takes all kinds. Of, I yeah. will never play it again. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> like it's too good at it. No. Yeah. So a big recommend for me. I I, I really yeah, once past. I got once I got past the barrier of it, and you know yeah. I think solo. I, I'm a huge solo player, and this is I'm kind of like throwing solo chum to like those listeners who listen for my solo. That one, you know, go ahead and take a look if you want something for 2020 because it hasn't been a much. You know, mm. 2020 has been because of COVID, because of all yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, I those are the I haven't actually played that solo. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like those are the, I mean, those are the two kids I wanted to ask about. I mean, you had, you know, you guys have done more gaming over COVID. Like, you know, maybe talk about either what you played or just like just the experience of gaming yeah. uh, during COVID. Oh, yeah, well, I think the experience side of things is that we generally play with four players. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we have lots of different other couples that we play with. So a lot of the time it's a four player game and it's usually a pretty heavy game at that. Mm-hmm. And we actually don't usually play a lot of games, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. And so COVID in, in Melbourne, I know it's like different all around the world, right? But um, in the state of Victoria, in Australia, it's been particularly harsh. It's been one of the more conservative places in the world. And we've actually been in lockdown for about 
six months now. Yeah. Like at the moment, yeah, at the moment we can have two hours outside of the house a day. So it's still pretty locked down. Like, um, on. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't seen, you know, colleagues since March and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. So um, usually when we're into group gaming and now we've been re-looking, I guess, at our collection from that two-player lens mm-hmm. and getting yeah. out some of our favourites and being like, okay, well, how does this work at two players? Mm-hmm. And that's actually been quite a fun experience yeah. because it's like relearning a lot of our games but also now like opening up a world of other games where we're like, okay, well, people who love two players or solo experiences love these games. Mm-hmm. Like let's buy those and check those out. Mm-hmm. And of course, all we've got is time. So we've been playing lots yeah. and lots of games and we've been getting into like painting as well. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other, you know, rabbit yeah, hole. Painting miniatures. Yeah. Painting mm-hmm. miniatures. But, um, yeah, we, we've discovered like a few really great games. Um, one of them in particular, you might've seen our review of Calico. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Um, loves that I game. Love I really enjoy this game. <laughs> loves it. Like I was not expecting. I'm not a you know small box games. You know we just love big euros that take up the whole table, right? And um, getting Calico, you know, through Kickstarter, I was just like, oh yeah, cats on quilts and sounds pleasant enough. Maybe something that I'd play with my mom or lighter groups. But it is super thinky. Like, I mean, have mm. you played it? Nope. I haven't played it. It's like you're. You're drafting tiles. What's the player count? Oh, that's it's a good question. One to four. One to four. Yeah, there's four okay. boards. Yeah. And um, in the game, all you're doing is really simple is there's just three different tiles that you can take and they are all different colours and different patterns. And so you're colour matching and pattern matching and you're just taking one of the three and placing it down on your board. And that is all you're doing. So it's really easy to get people into this game straight away. Not that I've taught anyone aside from Maggie, no. but I imagine <laughs> it would be very... <laughs> Theoretical people, when you Theoretical see them. Theoretical people, bring the dog. Okay, yeah. so this is how this plays. <laughs> yeah. um, but I can't wait to teach people it because mm-hmm. it, it's very easy to get your head around. But then what's interesting about it is it's a bit like there are objectives on your board that reward you for um, collecting sets of like either three dotty patterns or three green you know, tiles. And so it's either color or pattern, but sometimes you get, well, you get more points if you can do both. So Mm -hmm. if you can get a set of three dotty green tiles, Mm -hmm. that's going to give you more points. And the real thing for me is that they overlap. The puzzles overlap, um, the objectives overlap, sorry. So if you're trying to collect three green dotty tiles, but then you've got another one, another objective that requires you to have all different tiles, it, it gets really confusing. And it's kind of like working through a Sudoku because you're like, well, if I place this there, I'm going to mess up this part of the puzzle. Um, but then maybe I just forego that and focus on, you know, just getting what I can get because there's, you know, you're drawing tiles. So there's a bit of luck in it in terms of what comes mm-hmm. out. Um, but yeah, I didn't expect to love it. And we yeah. both really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it's how you mentioned cats at the very beginning and then there was no mention of cats right out. <laughs> you just do puzzle things. Irrelevant. <laughs> like the, the theme integration it's it's cute because you are you're building you're aiming for certain patterns okay. um and in certain cats so you have like three different cats and each cat has their preference of pattern so if you manage to make their pattern then you're going to attract that cat to your mm. quilt. quilt um and then you get you know the extra points for that so there's a little bit of theme but from that from that right. point and then like buttons and stuff that you can get if you get you know, mm-hmm. so so it's it's cute it's not like a super rich thematic experience right. it's just a fun light uh, well not light it, it feels like a light game it's, it's a, a short, short game short 
but there's a lot of layers in it. Yeah, I think like at, when it comes to Euros, I don't have high expectations. I just don't want the theme to fight the game. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I don't want the theme to kind of just drive me into a ditch and like, okay, I'm doing this, but I really want to do this. You yeah. Know? Like I had that problem with Charterstone because like, I don't know if you, have you guys played Charterstone? Uh, yes. Uh, do you play the whole thing? We're, we have, we have one, one, one episode are two years oh. in. <laughs> Ten years. <laughs> getting a team together. Of six, oh, six right. people. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just like finding the time for all of us to get together. That was, that was our biggest mistake. Yeah. Rookie era. I've played, it, I've played the full campaign online. Like I've played it with okay. the app. But now I know, I know what happens. I've got the spoilers. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> well, they can go different ways, but mostly. It's, Stupid king. I really wanted to build. Like, I really yeah. wanted to, like, go down the trees and build. Yeah. But, like, I was in a group with a bunch of gamers who were like, I want to maximize the points. So it's like, points, 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 game over. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wanted to explore this game. And, you know. Yeah, I'm like a lot of sense, yeah, of creation. Like you're you're building towards something, you're making something, you're bringing something together. And and one of the things like with with Charterstone is it often forces you to destroy stuff that you've built because it's like oh every game like you're swapping this and it's like oh but I really like that. Yeah, I thought it was a a village. It says it in the box, a village building game. Can I? Yeah, yeah. it's like every season you destroy it and you kind of redo it. It's like why? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, this is great, man. I mean, I love hearing about all these different things. I love hearing about the experience, you know, that you are, you know, because in America, we, we, the experience of lock isn't really lockdown. Like it's, you know, because we're yeah. so individualist. So it's like, you know, don't tell me what to do. So like, there's this, there's this, even like though the, the Democratic left leaning, like blue states, like we couldn't accept like not leaving our house in two hours a day. Yeah. Like we just couldn't mm-hmm. accept it. So like, you know, we've had our issues kind of containing the virus. So like, it's fascinating to hear like, you know, and you guys aren't like dissimilar. Like it's still an English speaking westernized mm-hmm. country, but like, it's just been such a different experience. It's like being hard locked down, accepting it. Like, you mm-hmm. know, and the economy hasn't like collapsed, I assume, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. um, I mean. Let's put into the economy. Yeah. But yeah. It's like we have a job keeper system where businesses are getting, you know, paid per employee. So there's a lot being done in the background to yeah, mm-hmm. kind of prop up business. I'm, I'm worried about when that goes away. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think like where we are in particular has been um, pretty strict because we had quite a big second wave. Yeah. Um, they had some issues with the quarantine hotels that got out of control. Mm-hmm. And so we had to go back into quite a strict lockdown, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Coming out of it now. But, you know, the right thing to do with, yeah, numbers have come right down. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the numbers are coming down, and hopefully you guys will get back to your gaming yeah. group. Yeah, that's right. We're, like, 15 a day now, 15, yeah, 15 new cases, cases a day, oh, which yeah. is really low, but we've still got a month of lockdown at least. Mm. So, yeah. Like, in Australia or in, like, your – in oh, Victoria? Or? Oh, no, Victoria, Victoria, but there's not cases. But really also, all of the borders are shut between right. states, so you can't go anywhere anyway. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, we got 15 cases in the span we've done this podcast so far here in America. Oh, I don't want to go too long um, before now. The first that thing is a health professional, like when it first right. started, like people were asking me about, you know, what do you think? And I'm like, well, very early days. Like, well, you know, I'm, I have a feeling that probably we don't know the extent of it. And it might be the death rate might be similar to flu. Was I yeah, right. wrong? I, I remind her about that like every second yeah. day. So, so remember when you said, no, we didn't 
know. I wasn't really downplaying it. I was like, well, I don't, we don't know yet. So I don't know yeah. if we need to. Yeah. Right. But we are missing our gaming groups. And, you know, we were meant to be in the US this year. And we were yeah. meant to be at Gen Con and all of those great things. So, so yeah. Mm -hmm. And you were meant to be married. Yeah. We were meant to be married in California. Yeah. That yeah. had to mm -hmm. be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've been together for 10 years and we picked the one year, the absolute <laughs> worst year, <laughs> to, to the worst year to get married. But yeah. I mean, you know, in mm -hmm. the big scheme of things, it's just a yeah, exactly. cancelled event, isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, and good. that is another reason I wanted to have you on the channel because um, you, you mentioned that I, I asked it in the Zoom calls, like, okay, what is the vision of people's channels and everything? And you guys went there first. Like, you know, you said the thinker themer thing, but like the impetus was you wanted to represent in a positive way two women in love, you know, mm -hmm. who are very, you know, you want that, that message and that example to be out there that this is, yeah. you know, positive, it's beautiful. So, I mean, I'm really interested in that. So I have, a, I have something to say, but I wanted to just kind of give you the floor and, and invite you to articulate, you know, your vision uh, mm -hmm. and the love that you want to share with people and the image that you want to share. Yeah, I think like the biggest part for us is just visibility. And that's mm -hmm. about not just, you know, being a gay couple, but for all of the diverse um, people that are in, in gaming, you know, mm -hmm. like we meet a lot of queer people in gaming. We meet people of all races, genders, sexualities, you know, um, and I, I just feel, we feel that everyone should be able to contribute to, I, I feel like in, you know, obviously board gaming has been around for a long time. We're probably much newer to it than, um, than other people. And, and a lot of the voices are quite similar in board gaming. Um, you hear, you know, and there's been a lot of work done to represent more women in gaming. There's still a lot of work to be done there, um, I think. But um, yeah, in terms of queer representation, we just don't, we don't see it enough and, and um, I feel like it's just the sim it's similar to in, in real life when we've both worked in business and being out and just being, just being out and being, you know, able to um, show younger people that um, there's someone like you out there. Like that's super important to us. And yeah. even if we're not always like, you know, with our flags and kind of <laughs> being full on activists, it's just like... <laughs> Being ourselves. We're and, in Maggie, the queer couple. Here's my process. The rainbow flag and, and all of that. Um, you know, we just are who we are and we've been out since we we're really young. And so um, to see, you know, an engaged couple um, just, you know, when you log into YouTube, yeah. like there should be more of that. Um, yeah. And yeah, so, yeah, I guess we're just trying to contribute to, to that diversity. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Like, um, so my personal... Um, experience with it. So I am straight and I've been told by queer folk, LGBTQ, that I'm really straight. Like I drink beer like a straight guy. <laughs> <laughs> you drank that beer like a straight guy. I was like, I, really? I guess so. Okay, fine. <laughs> really straight. But I consider myself an ally. And mm -hmm. um, my very first job was a Catholic school teacher uh, in mm -hmm. high school. And if you want an interesting place to be gay and young, mm -hmm. go to Catholic school. Yeah. And, you know, I became known as the cool teacher and, you know, people, you know, a couple of kids kind of came out to me and they were dating. It's like, okay, help us through this whole, uh, this whole thing. It's like, and it kind of, you know, it, it stayed with me. Right. You know, and this was years ago. I taught in like 2000 and something. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> too long ago. Um, and, but it stayed with me and, and, it's, and every stop that I've made, like, and I've worked in, you know, child, child protection and I've worked in prisons. I've worked in all these places as a social worker and mm -hmm. it, it's, it's there. Like it's just there all the mm -hmm. time. And, you know, as I've been in gaming in the last, like, five, six years, you know, it's, I don't know, like, maybe you can tell me a little bit more about how 
like you mentioned before, like you want that visibility in gaming. So, but maybe you can talk yeah. about your experience kind of, you know, you've been to Gen Con and you've been, you know, talking yeah. to content creators. And, you, and so like, maybe talk about like how gaming in general or different communities receive, you know, mm. uh, a couple. Yeah. I think that like, we've never been negatively received. I should yeah. put out that out there. That, yeah. And when we go to cons, there's often like um, kind of queer tracks and things like there's events that you can attend. And there are always so many gamers at those events, whether they're queer people or allies. And that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more in the content creation space, just having different faces, I think yeah. is um, quite important for us. But also that I think we're at like an interesting time now where um, LGBTIQA um, plus people have had all <laughs> letters. It changes every five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who do we need to include um, today? Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I love everybody. Everyone's included. But um, in terms of like, I think it's an interesting time because there's far more acceptance. So like I said, people don't receive us negatively, but there's also like less of a platform for the, having the conversation. Mm and about lifting people up around you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what I, I find really interesting is there's like little known in the forum on BG, BGG, there's a rainbow BGG forum. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about that historically is that there are a lot of um, people who were fighting to have that forum um, set up um, so that people mm-hmm. could have a safe space to discuss issues that were important to them. And there were kind of two camps in that. There was the camp that was like, well, you know, we don't have a problem with it. You're not being held back. So, like, why not just put it in general gaming forum? Like, why not just talk in there? Um, why should you have your own space? And then the other camp was like, no, because people need to feel like they're safe and they can express concerns that are unique to them. Um, and why is that any different to having a women in gaming kind mm-hmm. of channel? And so that debate has been really interesting to us um, because as, you know, young gay people, you I feel like you do need still to have that sense of like someone you can identify with, mm-hmm. um, someone you can talk to about. I think that there's a lot of progress that still needs to be done in trans um, mm-hmm. rights yeah. and trans visibility in particular. I still think that you see in forums um, you know, someone will bring up the topic of pronouns and there's mm-hmm. still a lot of conflicts that goes in, uh, that goes into those conversations. And, um, you know, that, that really hurts to see that because that was kind of gay people, you know, 10 years ago, probably even mm-hmm. less than that. Yeah. It's like the mocking and things like that, yeah. like, like not taken seriously. And yeah, so it's like, we still have a long way to go. It's funny you mentioned that because like, you know, I, I'm glad to hear that you guys have had positive experiences. Not universal. I've definitely had some mm. friends who have not had such positive experiences. Um, mm. Glad to hear that <laughs> some people have. But I think the the pronoun thing is really triggering for people. Like, you know, mm. I, I get it. I can understand the lifestyle, the the business, you know, what goes on in your bedroom is your business and all kind of thing. But I think that's gotten better, that, that particular mm-hmm. mindset. But like, the pronoun thing is like now you're changing the way I talk and now I have mm-hmm. to police the way I talk and now I have to like okay are you a they are we making up a new word is this a z is this a can I call you here and I think that it, that creates another level of like short circuit for people I mean is that mm-hmm. a correct yeah. perception yeah 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 so I think part of it is is that understanding so one is that awareness um because it's that's starting a new conversation or, or creating an awareness of, of an area that's always been there it's just never really been allowed to to blossom or flourish because of all the norms of, you know, the social constructs and the culture that we live in or whatever it is. So I think there's, there's 
part of it is that starting that conversation and, and becoming aware of that and why that is an issue or why that should be something that you that you yeah what it will take a little bit of, of potentially mental um, bandwidth to get used mm -hmm. to it but it's important like it's actually going to have a very um, emotionally powerful impact um, in someone that you have taken the time to do that and there's also an understanding that you know we are we, it's a transition culturally so you're not expected to always get it right so mm -hmm. i think a lot of times we get really paralyzed that, oh i'm going to say the wrong thing so i'd rather just not and then we get angry and then we lash out at, well why should i in the first place where it's like well you know there's a big uh, acceptance that we're all learning we're evolving and like, even like we're in the community and we get the acronym wrong like we're like oh what was this letter or that letter and oh, so yeah. it's fine, to, like, <laughs> fine to, to be, be kind with yourself like, okay now i'm learning and and there's an there's an acceptance that just because someone is trying like that's actually really good that's quite yeah that actually means quite a lot to yeah someone like me for example mm. so, i am yeah. so happy maggie that you mentioned that because like you're in it but even you get the acronyms and the, the, yeah. the diction wrong yeah. and it's like i was just on a call it's gonna release in a couple of weeks and I was talking about like the experience of minorities and, you know, it came up in a, a certain context and I called them minorities because that's what I used to call them when I was, you know, in college and in, in this all stuff. And like, we are, as a culture, we are so past calling it minorities. Like mm -hmm. now we, you know, you call it POC and now like there's BIPOC, mm -hmm. you know, which mm -hmm. is kind of a new thing this year, which BIPOC drives me nuts. <laughs> I, I, <do> not <laughs> I don't even know what it is. What's BIPOC? What's, what's, um, so PSC is person of color and then BIPOC yeah. is black and indigenous person of color. Uh, so it's okay. kind of yeah. specifier as like, okay. okay, these two communities kind of yes. are at the, like it's an American thing. And it's like, okay, this is yeah. the original sin of America that, mm -hmm. you know, blacks were slaves and Indians were displaced. So like we kind of need yeah. to center that particular experience to, as distinct from some of the other experiences. And I'm not a big fan of distinguishing those things. So I'm just going to leave it there. Um, mm -hmm. So like the, the, just the idea, and I'm so glad you mentioned that, like even the terminology within the community is, is, is contentious. And maybe, you know, when somebody's outside is struggling with that terminology, it's like, well, we're struggling too. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. and I think yeah. that, we, there, that there's even a opportunity for bridging and acknowledging that shared struggle. Like, what do we call each other? And, mm -hmm. you know, and like, let's just work this out together as opposed to kind of yeah. like, okay, let's just go full hog into like calling this set of her thing. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's it's like very similar to all the race conversations that are going on mm. in America right now. It's just like having an open heart and being willing to be educated and to contribute to the conversation and understand someone else's experiences. Mm. I think that's just the most important thing. And when it comes down to pronouns, it's like that's one change that's going to be really uncomfortable for you to make, but that other person has suffered with, you know, through their whole right. life with this experience and it's really just a small thing for us. Yeah. Such, a, such an important up. point. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's such yeah. an important point that like, it, I mean, I feel, I see like, you know, people feel aggrieved when they have mm. to change something, like change what yeah. they think or what they say. And it's like the other side's been aggrieved the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is not a choice. Yeah. 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 Uh, so I mean, what's the future? You know, I guess the channel is the future and, you know, um, I mean, do you plan on kind of addressing conversations? Do you plan on like kind of moving in that direction or is it going to kind of be a little bit more of a subtle approach where it's like, you know, look at us and we're doing our thing. Like, what are you thinking? What do you, what, what, what's right for YouTube? Yeah. Well, I feel like we don't, we're not trying to 
be the voice for everyone. I think like everyone is individual in their experience, but we're definitely trying to have a conversation with mm. our community. And we have been quite active in different channels and asking, you know, well, why isn't there a Facebook group or like with BGG, why isn't Rainbow BGG, fe- you know, featured on the front page? Why, why aren't, you know, um, queer uh, designers getting more kind of conversation happening around that yeah. um, because they're, they are there and they're producing amazing games that are well known by people, mm-hmm. but you know, that's kind of, yeah, not highlighted. And so, Nikki yeah. Nikki Galen, think- she's my girl. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> Quirky circuits, I'll play it all day. <laughs> yeah, well, and a lot of her stuff is in horror, which kind of locks us out. Yeah. We don't tend to play a lot. Oh, to the risk of uh, alienating a lot of people. We don't tend to do a lot of space stuff. We don't tend to do a lot of horror stuff. I don't mind horror, but she hates horror because mm-hmm. she genuinely like she genuinely gets very scared. Um, so we can't watch anything, any content that's horror related mm-hmm. or even just suspenseful, like it's not a thing. Um, but also, yeah, anything that's like, what else? Like a heavy fantasy, we tend to not like kind of going yeah. which is why the euro but that's so world. hard then to find a highly thematic game that is yeah. none of those things yeah, <laughs> yeah right they wear yeah. all the, the which story is our obsession is so good i mean it managed to be thematic yeah. and yeah. outside of those things like a lot of historical games and yeah but i see like in the background there um you've got bit of culture and that was probably one of our, our um, gateway games that i love how it's a euro and it's just like the thematic integration is so beautiful because you're you know mm-hmm. you you've got from the moment of planting your vines making sure you've got the right facilities to do that to the type of grape that you're going to get to mm-hmm. the type of wine that you're going to be able to make to the type of um yeah orders that, like it's just it, that's another great example of a beautiful theme integration and that was probably mm-hmm. one of the gateways for us into mm-hmm. the gaming world wine wine growing is all about timing mm-hmm. and the fact that the game is all about timing yeah, when do you pluck the grapes yeah. and you know, yeah. you do, you can only have these actions in the, in the sun time, and then you get this different set of actions in the, the, the night time. Mm-hmm. And like the flow of time in that game is superb. So that's yes. a nine out of 10 game for me. I love it. Oh, yeah. 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 So, yeah, us right up there. It's like, I love games that have a sneaky teach in them. And I think that one is one where you get out with friends, you're trying to convince them of heavier gaming yeah. and it teaches them about timing and about, mm. um, you know, Work thinking about their objectives in stages. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. the, and the theme attracts a lot of people, which is good. Well, yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> Tell me more. I was like, okay. <laughs> and then you've got them. So the channel is Thinker Themer. Uh, we've been talking with Amy and Maggie. Um, you know, what, is, what do you got left uh, immediately uh, coming up in your channel? Is it more reviews and Kickstarters? Do you have anything in particular that you're featuring that you'd like to talk about? No, we're so new to this that we're just – yeah, as we're getting games, we actually just received PAX Premier, um, mm. second edition, never played it, but we're going to give that a go this weekend and uh, eventually review it. Um, mm. But yeah, we're just trying to focus on um, the Kickstarter stuff that we're doing, Kickstarter diaries, and then also our reviews and kind of spool up from there. But we're very new to this and, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, we're still learning along the way and, and it's been yeah. yeah, and it's been amazing meeting people like you, Jason, mm. um, yeah. people who are so willing to share and give us sure. tips yeah. and help us get started. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinker themer, go subscribe to the channel. Uh, we, you know, uh, same thing with shelf stories over here. So every subscription counts. Every subscription, yeah. every time we get the little notification, the little bell pops up. It's like yes, yes, <laughs> yes. validation. Yeah, yes, on the work. <laughs> <laughs> Any other uh, channels that people can reach out to you? 
Um, at the moment, we're mainly focusing on YouTube. I've only just set up the, the uh, Twitter account, much to my chagrin. Yeah. Um, but uh, we've got a Facebook as well. We've got yeah, a Twitter you can page with the friend book. us on Facebook and the Thinker Themer yeah. as well. They're both Thinker Themers at Thinker Themer. Yeah, Facebook, just look up Thinker Themer and you'll find us there. <laughs> yeah, we will not be strangers. Uh, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you so much for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us, Jason. Love the chat. Yeah. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another top five list.